everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlfriend's Guide Podcast. I'm your lovely host, Ellie. And I'm your host, Tati. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode. We have an amazing episode for y'all. So for the month of February, we are focusing on... Love. <laughs> A All topic we love. I just yes. watched this movie last night. It was called um, The Four Letter Word of... What is it? Happiness has four letter words. And it was some, I don't know. Basically, it was about love, and it's just finding the right person, and it's like, no matter how old you are, the right person can come into your life. You could be the perfect guy, but if it's not who you really want, mm. that's not who you're gonna, that's not who you're gonna pick. a lot. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna dive into this episode. You know, the previous episode was also about, um, about love, so today on this episode, we have a guest with us who's more of an expert on dating love you know i think we all need that expert and yeah. that those tips on dating and yeah. relationships we always give our personal non-professional yeah. advice but now we have someone who actually knows what they're talking about right. so that's good we just be saying we whatever we just be talking yeah, yeah. we just yeah. be saying that's whatever. what we do we just turn on the camera and talk but here know? on girlfriend guy podcast we make sure to find you guys experts the experts we bring them to you we bring them because it's not us this is only where you can find them. <laughs> <laughs> so before you know we dive into the episode, we're gonna catch up. So Tati, how you been? I know this is later on, so remember what kind of catch up you're gonna do. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Cause so, you gotta guys, So guys, yeah. we'll go back at, we are recording four episodes today. today. Um due to COVID, we wanna be safe, you know, we come we don't out know to what the holds. Right. So we wanna make sure we have all the content out to you guys and not put a pause. So yeah. we're recording four episodes, get it out the way. And then, Which means the catch-ups have to be appropriate time-wise. Yeah. So this is coming out the end. Yes. Okay. So this is now, you know, um, Valentine's Day has, has ended. Passed. Okay. Woo-hoo. Well, I'm manifesting. She's manifesting. I went on a Valentine's Day date. Woo-hoo. I'm yes. manifesting that it was good. We're manifesting in 2022. Yeah, that it was a good time. I had fun. Mm-hmm. He was cute. He was tall. He paid. We went to a good place. I look cute. He was cute. He was tall. What's tall? Because remember, we gotta be specific. Six, guys, at I least six one. And okay. like I said, that is already kind of okay. Tell them know. how tall you are. I'm five ten. Okay, so, so I can. She can say that. I can say that. All right. Not the people not out here. Five feet saying yeah. Like, you guys can have your preference. Stop being greedy. <laughs> the black men are already scarce. Listen, as part of the short girl community i want to say that it's never us who okay we want they kind of just like you know they kind of just come this way i guess yeah so well black men tall black men stop discriminating against tall black women it's not fair we didn't pick this height she didn't pick this, this is height. just who we are She's a whole stallion period poo ask <laughs> megan about me <laughs> anyways um yeah so the date went well um where'd you guys else? go Oh, that's are you picking the date or are you allowing him to pick the date? I am I'm no longer leading in life. I'm no longer the leading lady. Okay? I am just in the passenger seat looking cute mm-hmm. as I should be. And that's what I was we doing. We don't want no scrubs. Exactly. So um I'm manifesting we went somewhere nice and he made reservations and he took charge. He texts you, you didn't have to be like, so where are we going? Oh he texts you with yeah, the reservation. I've been You didn't pull up to the restaurant having to wait in line because exactly. the restaurant the reservation was already booked exactly and let's you know, do better and i can't wait to dive in t- into this topic a little yeah. bit more on this episode because i feel like men y'all need help 
Y'all need help in this area. Don't have someone to help you. But that was my Valentine's Day, hopefully. Oh, great. Well, I hope to have an amazing Valentine's Day, too. So we'll see how that goes. She will. <laughs> she got a man. Well, we'll see how that goes. She will. We'll see. It's my first Valentine's Day having someone, so. <laughs> first, a legit person. All the other ones don't count. <laughs> they don't count. Yeah. Who? What? for joining us and with us this episode is Val. He's a relationship and dating coach and we're so happy to have him on this episode. Welcome, Val. What's going on, guys? Thank you for even having me on here. What better episode than the month of love to bring someone like you in? Yes, who is an expert who can actually give us and um, our our, our audience audience, guys. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be a long day recording. <laughs> Our audience advice on dating and relationships. So tell us about yourself, how you got started in this. All right. So what's going on, everyone? Again, my name is Val. Um, Love lessons by Val on all platforms. What I aim to do is to help you guys cultivate the healthy dating and relationship lives that we all deserve. Mm, um, I first got started. So I was doing this unofficially for maybe. 12 years or so but the last three years has been a business it's been official mm-hmm. um and the thing is i just i love to sit down with individuals and talk about dating mm-hmm. relationships you know and i stick to dating and relationships because that's where my master's is i do not have a master's in marriage so i do not touch marriage at all oh, marriage is all personal because i am married yeah. and it's about to be three years so appreciate you guys and uh, yeah so honestly from a very young age I've I didn't notice it within myself it was my counselor who noticed it within me and he had told me he sees that I'm a very good listener I love to listen more than I speak so um, I kind of ran with it throughout high school and then college got um, my bachelor's in psychology master's in counseling doing this business Um, I love it. I truly do. It's a passion, and I have fun doing it and working yeah. with my clients, and that's all I can ask for. Not everyone can say that. Honestly. Like, really, not everyone can say that. But 
because you found your passion and you can really say that crazy yes. thing to mm-hmm. people. And, I, and you know what's crazy is that not everybody thinks it's important to reach out to a, a dating advisor yeah. and a, a relationship advisor, but it's important. The same way we need help with everything else with everything life. else is that dating and relationships is Ooh. not easy. And everyone comes with their issues and their problems. So now putting two issues and problems together and mm-hmm. people trying to work them out, it's better when you find an expert and an advisor to help you actually and then, work those out. I know, especially the older generations, a lot of them like, oh, I would hate to be single in your generation. It sucks. I'm like, you're right. But you know why? I feel like it sucks because the older generation's mental health wasn't really a thing. But now that especially us, the millennials, the Gen Zs, like, we're able to really open up and figure out what's wrong and try to fix that. So when doing that, you learn to love yourself more. Right. You learn not to settle. So now we're holding ourselves as individuals to higher standards. And of course, you're going to want a mate that meet, meets that same standard. And just as a woman talking, and no offense to men, mm-hmm. I feel like right now, women are putting more of the effort to like go to therapy, seek mm-hmm. help, and really figure out what's going on within versus men. So it makes it a little bit, the ratio is not as equal. Mm-hmm. So it makes it really, really hard to do so. So definitely coaching relationship advisors. I, I think it's um definitely needed. And I think it needs to be yeah. more highlighted. You it's don't hear about it more. And to actually have, you know, a black advisor, mm-hmm. someone who you're, I know you don't touch on marriage, but you've actually done the dating, you've done the relationship, mm-hmm. and now you're married. You're married. So it's just like to know someone who's been through that, actually a man, because I feel like there probably is more women advisors for relationship. I'm just saying, I don't, I'm not yeah. sure. But to actually come across a man that's an actual advisor, it's always great to have a man's perspective mm-hmm. on um, yes. relationship and dating. So I'm so excited to dive into this episode and to to learn so much. (laughs) So I have a little icebreaker that I literally just came up with in my head as we speak. Sure. So I'm just kind of kind of like this or that. So I'm going to give you two options and you just pick which one that was more relatable to you or like, or if you want to speak for your clients overall, um, you can do it that point of view too. So dating apps or meeting someone in person? Meeting somebody in person. I say me too. Meeting someone in person. Yeah. The dating apps are good old. Last time I talked to y'all, I thought I think I told you a couple episodes ago. I'm off hinge. I'm back on hinge. It's a love hate relationship with a dating app. Um, I get bored. So what's your top dating apps? What's your top dating apps? Hinge. Hinge? Yeah, hinge. I think everyone uses it. Be black. I won't black. First of all, rant. The dating apps and the ads. False, because the people on those commercials are not the people that are on these apps. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I am not seeing him that was six feet with the beard, and he's not on here, sir. I mean, that's how they get you. I know. That's how they get you. I don't like that. It's false advertising. You can sue. That's false advertising. It is. It's false advertising. So, so Val, when you are meeting, do you get a lot of um, single clients, or do you get more people who are in relationships? I absolutely get more single. Okay. I get more single. And Tati kind of hit on it earlier, too. I believe I'm, I'm seeing more women than men. Mm. I feel like men, so I have this specific couple that I'm working with now. And and I say couple, but I use it very loosely because I'm always speaking to the girl, mm-hmm. always. And I'm like, pull him in, pull him into these. And he finally came, but he came reluctantly, mm-hmm. you know. So... I mean, it is mostly the women. Yeah, it's the yeah. women seeking. Why do you think like less men are seeking um, 
advisors and someone to help their relationship or even I do even have single um, men? men clients. So I definitely have single men clients. Oh, it does. Um, it's that ratio. Because <laughs> they need it. <laughs> True, but you know, one of the things that I've, I've noticed too, and I'm pretty sure you guys can speak for this as well. I think the ego is one of the biggest things that men have an issue with when it comes to seeking out an advisor. Mm-hmm. Like they think that I have all the answers. I don't need help for something like this, you know? And they think that I don't, it's, it's the old guard still, like the old generation thoughts that's instilled into these boys, these men growing up. And they're just like, I can do this by myself. I don't need no help. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally need help, when they're like at the bottom, bottom, mm-hmm. it's hard to climb back up. Yeah, you know, late. that's what I'm noticing. Oh, wow. But I, I, at the same time, I don't feel like uh, within one person, they need to know, realize that they need to seek help and they need to get help in that mm-hmm. area. So I don't, I don't, I never do feel like it's too late. Whether or not you hit the bottom, bottom, I feel like it's still okay to be like, all right, I need a, a dating advisor. I need yeah. someone who's gonna help me on my relationship, and actually seek that and go after it. Uh, a question Absolutely. I have is, um, what because you have single men and single women. So when they come to you, what do single women usually say they think their problem is, or what do you think? the general problem is and then same thing for men like what do each gender come saying i can't find x y and z because of this do they typically blame the each other like a woman i can't find a man because men are this or i can't find a woman because women are this or do they more so take accountability like i think it's me as a person so i think it, it varies just a little bit mm-hmm. So I've definitely had women that came and they everything was blamed on the man, everything. But when no I begin to dig deeper, because no accountability, nope. But the, that's the thing, though, because I feel like the majority of the clients that I've had that are women, they're very surface level. I don't like surface level. I need to get deep so we can get to the root of what's going on, so we can figure this out, so we can make a plan together. Okay. So once we do that, that's when the accountability starts coming out. They're like, oh, I didn't see it that way, mm-hmm. you know, so I need to take accountability on this. Okay. Now, on the flip side for the men, and you guys would be surprised, they take accountability. Oh, we love They've that. definitely yeah. have taken accountability. Because, <laughs> you know, this conversation is what, only 10 minutes? It's giving me hope. It's giving me my man is there somewhere. I'm, I'm like, okay. That, I'm like, good this. to hear. I like it. Okay, that's. So when they take accountability, what what do you tend to see they taking accountability for? So it would could be like, for example, there was a gentleman that said that they were having an argument and the argument was very, very minimal, mm-hmm. very minimal, very small. But the thing was, things were already piling up and he chose not to say anything. But now this little small thing is like the cap on everything. Boom, he blew up. They started arguing and all that stuff. So he was very honest and he said, I forced it. I should never let it get to that point. I should have just talked to her in the beginning. I just didn't want to have any problems. I feel like a lot of men don't say anything. but to And it's not like accountability. They should be able to speak up. But also accountability on the woman's part. A lot of women, I feel like, don't always create a safe space they don't. for a man to not even come with criticism, but to say something that possibly disagrees with the woman. Like a lot of women are just like, no, like I'm right. So you know, so it's like when there's not a safe space to to make your partner feel open mm-hmm. to talk about something, it makes sense why. Well, I'm not even gonna say anything, and then you blow up, and it happens. So it's like obviously the man should have spoken up, but 
Right. Situations like that, it's like, there's two parts. Let's right. see, why didn't you feel you were comfortable enough to speak up? And I think that's where, as women, and I can say this, I've done this in the past, where we lack that accountability of, right. you know, understanding that it's up to us to make sure our partner is comfortable and feels like they can come to us for anything. And a lot of times, people also go into a new relationship using the same method. Mm. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Sal, of how they were in the other relationship. Using that yeah. example you used. Imagine if in his last relationship, it was um, to listen and to respond like aggressively, yeah. right? Where now he's in a new relationship and this girl's more of like, okay, I'm here to listen and to hear what you have to say. But because in his last relationship, he's he was so like, used to, used to like aggressively yeah. fighting. It's it's just he like, down. yeah, bringing that terrible old habits and in relationship into mm-hmm. new relationship is just, it's just a massive for disaster. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. And you know, you you guys said something too, and it brings me to the fact of that could that could be a failed relationship in the sense of it didn't get to the where it didn't get to the place where they wanted it to get right. Mm-hmm. But now the man is in a brand new relationship where they have this safe space where they can emote safely, mm-hmm. and their woman is listening. But their ex is just like he never did that for me. Right. Like what the hell? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's deep. That's deep. That's true, because I'm not gonna lie. A lot of us have been, wow, he's treating her better than me. And it sometimes it's like, well, maybe you didn't des- not deserve it, but like maybe he he didn't feel like he could. He, she brought out a side of him that makes him want to do these things. Right. And you didn't. It's a hard yo, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a it's, very hard it's pill a to very swallow. Hard pill to swallow. And I feel like the only way to actually work on these things is to actually see the problem and actually wanting to work on those things out Mm -hmm. between you or also just seeking help Mm -hmm. all right so i feel like in our community um when you say community what do you mean black people yeah okay (laughs) i'm just gonna be i'm only i've only only dated black men okay okay i can only speak on behalf of them um so basically i feel like that uh, area of men um they have a hard time planning dates, you know? Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a lack of leadership that they've had in their life. Um, it's just there's a lack of planning and a lack of leading and a, a lack of executing that I see. Um, so I just want to know, like, what are ways that men could actually, like, do better, do better and actually plan dates? Like, I feel like they don't know actually how to plan a date. So how do you plan a date? I know how to plan a date, but how can you tell them? Like, what are some tips you can give them about oh, planning dates? And follow-up question to that. Sorry, we're throwing a lot at you. What's that? <laughs> Is when a... Because here's the thing. I think guys are like, okay, what do you want to do? I think in their head, it's either two things. They don't know how to plan, or they want to show that they're considerate of what you would want to do. Is it actually that? Or I... But to me, I feel like if that's the case plan not plan like three days but plan two or three scenarios and give me the option to pick if you want to get my input and then you still take over that leadership role i feel like it's like well what do you want to do give me options tell me and then i'll pick and then we go from there like i feel like there's no more bare minimum of wyd what are you doing what do you want to do where do you want to go you're asking me Mm -hmm. so you do that so go ahead gotcha so one of the things that I think is the easiest thing for men to do, and I, I'm going to say it and I mean this, is listening to your woman. Mm-hmm. Listen to her. Now, because you can ask different questions that is basically you asking 
what would you like to go where would you like to go on the date what would you like to eat things of the, that right. nature but you're not asking that straight question like you're kind of you're kind of circling it kind of thing you know but it's not supposed to come out that way so it's like it could be just a random conversation like especially if you guys are in the beginning yeah. right like okay so my favorite food is this um what do you typically like to eat you know and then you remember that like pasta to Italian yeah. restaurant. Literally, I feel like a lot of times, depending on how long you've been talking or texting or whatever, the date, all you gotta do is scroll up. And she probably already told you where she wants to go, what she wants yeah. to do. Scroll up in that chat and it's there. It's just they don't want to do the work. It's a consideration it. because as a woman also, when I'm talking to a guy, I'm already thinking about things I want to, oh, he said he likes, um, he likes race car or whatever. I want to go to fat F1, whatever. You know, yeah. I started thinking about, oh, he said he's good at, I don't know, something. And I'm already looking at different ideas. So, yeah. I just, I feel like they just don't do the effort to think. Or, like they always say, he'll if a man wants you, he'll put the effort in. He'll do this. So, I don't know. Maybe he's just not interested as much at that point. That because it is the beginning. And I, I feel for men... You're spending money. First, I always say, if you don't have the money to spend, no disrespect, you should not be dating. I think that's just an appropriate statement. But I also understand not necessarily wanting to go full force for really someone you don't know right. and you're trying to get to know. But still, that doesn't excuse the lack of not being able to plan. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, so it's a lot of, it's a little gray area. That's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is too, it, it doesn't take that much to plan. So for example, Pinterest is a great place to get ideas from. You're you know, spreading. if you're not a good planner, and and that's totally fine because not all of us are great planners, then you go to someone who you know is a great planner, or you just Google these things: what types of dates women love. You know, something as simple as that. Get some ideas, but keep your woman in mind. You know, and then just plan it out. Plan it out. If you have a friend that is great at planning things. Go to your friend and tell them, I want to do this for my woman. I just don't know how to bring it to life. Yeah. They will, If they're a good friend, they'll help you bring it to life. You know, it's you don't have to do it alone, guys. You do not have to do it alone. Seek the help right. to do it. One thing I also want to say on that, I feel like, well, because we're from Boston. And anyone from Boston knows, Boston's like, eh, eh. Like, there's really not much to do, yeah. too much. You know what I mean? So I can understand, like, yo, what do you want to do? It's Boston, blah, blah, blah. But I also feel like, if you, because I'm in this new journey of dating myself, so whether I have my friends, whether I have a man, I'm going to go out, go to somewhere, I try to do somewhere new for myself, because when you do that, you gain experiences, and now you're open to new things, so now you know what to do. Sometimes you literally just don't know where to go, and sometimes Google, something fun to do in Boston. It's like you get these generic touristy things, mm-hmm. so it's like sometimes you have to put yourself out there alone, not in the mindset of, okay, let me find a place for when I go on a date, I know where to take someone, but let me date myself. Oh, this place is really nice. You know, I would love to bring a date here. So you got to step out your own comfort zone and get to know yourself in order to even be able to provide these experiences to someone else. So that's mm-hmm. a good tip I feel like for other people if you don't know what to do. Because like I said, Boston's kind of eh. So, you know, go somewhere, figure it out, do it yourself and then bring someone along with you next time. I agree. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely agreed. 100%. Um, there was a question I had and it left my mind because I talked too much. No, but I think dating, um, what tip could you give for someone who's single about dating themselves? The importance about that. I think a lot of women, and I think, Tati, you dating yourself is amazing because imagine you 
not having, you know, there's not potential. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just picking anybody out. Like, there's not potential. There's not potential right now. So it's just like, do you just wait? Waiting until the right person comes along and you just don't enjoy life and not date when at the same time you can take yourself out, mm-hmm. enjoy, and like, you know, do all these things. And then when the right person comes along, you can be like, wow, I did not just waste my time waiting. Mm-hmm. My season of waiting, I guess they call it, is just like a waste of time. Because mm-hmm. you just didn't enjoy your time. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of times um, in your single time, it's just important to enjoy your waiting season yeah. when the right person comes along rather than just to not do anything while you're you still get bored. single. I feel like when you do that, you get bored. And then when the, when the wrong person comes along, you're so eager because right. you've had so nothing that, to do. So I was like, oh, bet. I have some... Um, Celtics tickets. I know the Celtics are, but <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that right now. But if they say that they have some Celtics tickets, you're not gonna be like, oh my gosh, I've never been to a basketball game before. It's like, He's no, like, yeah. But you like, all right, all right. I, I mean, it's a nice day. It's a nice day. But you're like, it's not everything that a guy does is so like amazing to you because you actually never done for yeah. yourself or whatever. So, what do you, what tips do you have for a single woman and a single man in their waiting season? True. So, and the thing is, all right. So I understand that people call it the waiting season. I like to call it the, the revitalization season because. Let me catch that real quick. Revitalization. Now I can't even say it no more. It's gone. Revitalization. 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 Okay. We are not teachers, guys. Yeah. We do not teach academics, so it's okay. Break it down. So what? So what it is, it's essentially exactly what you guys mm-hmm. said. So granted, you may be waiting, but I'm going to call it waiting in the back of your mind because what you're currently doing, you're dating yourself. You're learning more about yourself. You're learning more about what you like, what you don't like, um, where you would like mm-hmm. to go, things that you would like to experience in the future. Just like Tati said, you know, you're going one place, you're like, oh, okay. Now your, your mind is broadening to different things that you would want to okay. try, you know. For example, they, um, Boston downtown has this wax museum, mm. right? Now, I had a couple that was just like, wax museum, like, why would I want to go there kind of thing, you know? But when social media, oh my goodness, uh, when you check and you see these people taking pictures with Obama, yeah. you know, Rihanna, things of that nature, now they're just like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should try that. You know, you get influenced by all these different things. So um, I... I don't like when individuals wait for something because while you're waiting, you're not doing anything for yourself. You're doing yourself a yeah. disservice. You need you need to be reading books. If you haven't read the five love languages, read it. If you haven't read the five um, apology lessons, read it. You know, if you're not understanding what your emotional IQ is, you need to find it out. There's quizzes on Google. There's all these different things that you could do for yourself that's going to get you ready for whenever that individual comes into your life yeah that, See, don't great. don't sit in and and, and wait and somber and all this because it's like there's so much you can be doing and it's like you who knows you know how many stories we hear well you know i just went out by myself or i had a date and he flaked and i got ready so i still went out by myself and then you meet someone at the bar and then boom love you like you just never put and I also feel like this was my problem. Look at me. I'm, I'm on a sermon. I'm on a sermon. <laughs> this is me personally. <laughs> because, damn, I forgot my thought. Hold on. It's coming back. Because it was a good thought. Jesus, bring it back. 
Gonna it's gonna come back. You go and then you while, meet while you bar. keep thinking, keep thinking. Yeah. Okay. So I also want to know when I was before prior prior like before I was in a relationship. I remember telling my therapist how the specific person I, I wanted and um and she's like, okay, so where do you think you're gonna find him? And I was just like, well, it's not anywhere I'm going right now because I wanted to find someone who was also trying to build a relationship with God. You know, I have a, a very strong faith base, but everywhere I was going and all the guys that were meeting, obviously I was not taken seriously because I also knew that they didn't have that, you know, that mm-hmm. strong faith base that I wanted. Um, so for girls who are, you know, whether they're not, they're, I guess, strong faith base or they religious, have religious spiritual. or spiritual and girls who are in the career that are, you know, very um, career goal um, oriented, um, where, what is the best advice you could give to them about finding men? You know, it's like, you know, they like, where can, what is, do we go out of our comfort zone into certain areas? You know, or? You're saying this is very politically correct. And yeah. I love it. Basically we're too <laughs> accomplished for some of these men that are out here. So where do we find the men that meet our standards in terms of like educated? I'm healing. I'm yeah. Healing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for. A long, long-term... Um, I'm looking for someone who's good enough. Yeah. Period. That's what it is. You're so nice. Looking yeah, for someone who's good enough. I'm trying to keep very professional on this and, podcast. And here's the thing. <laughs> Here I am. And here's the thing. Everyone's like, especially the parents, you're not going to find your husband at the club. I always say, if that's why you're going to the club, probably not. But I never discriminate because look at me, professional. I'm at the club. So who am I to say that someone else of my caliber, caliber can't be there? But yeah, so basically, we're it's, it's hard. We're at, she has a master's. I have well, a master's. you you have a yeah, man. Yeah. I get it. Let me talk about me. You have a man. I'm I'm graduating. I'm getting my master's. I'm an RN. I have a podcast. I talk it. I'm a good. I'm a good catch. I'm not seeing my equal counterparts out here. Where do yeah. I find them? Is our question. Okay, so power to both of you guys. Number one. Yeah. Woo, let's go. Okay. Um, so where would you find them? So one of the things that I've noticed is that there's are there's some men groups that are out there that invite women. And it's like a shared space. It's I wanna call it's like a working space in a sense where you can go there and you can do your projects and things like that, of course, but they do have round circles where they talk about whatever the topic is for the night. So I know that those are one place that I would absolutely recommend people to go to if they feel safe. You know, the Rona's out here. So, you know, if you guys feel safe, I know sometimes they do it on Zoom. It's a little bit harder to do it on Zoom, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but that is an option. Um, There's a lot of women's groups as well that invite men. And I find that to be a very good place because only men that truly want to listen and add to the conversation usually go to these types of things so that's another idea there as well um sometimes and i guess this might be counterintuitive but sometimes you can find someone at the club sometimes like i know somebody who who met um this guy at the club and they ended up getting married and they're doing great so there's a possibility you know what i mean um i would not recommend going there just for the sole purpose of finding somebody (laughs) I absolutely would not. Um, another place too, I would say, is poetry slam. Mm, um, individuals, it's true. Yeah. I do poetry, <laughs> so yeah, I need to. We, there you go. We need to do that. Where do you live, by the way? 
Okay. Um, in the area, is that okay if we do that? Oh, well, oh, yeah, it's state-wise. You're, are you in Massachusetts? Yes, I am. Oh, that's Boston. what I meant. That's what I meant. I didn't know if you were okay. Oh, okay. So then that's why I asked because I'm just like, Boston. Yeah. Versus if you lived in like Atlanta or right, D.C., right. I feel like the scene is so different. Right. But that advice that you're giving really is truly True. for our audience because we have a lot of, you know, people who live in state. I think that's great. I think girls who are faith-based, if you're really looking for a guy that's, you know, trying to build his relationship with God, you need to go to more um, church programs. Like, try to find, like, communities that, mm-hmm. you know, that specifically where that man is and if you are looking for a guy that's more career goal oriented or mm-hmm. in business try to find projects or yeah. um, things that are focused around that mm-hmm. yeah we have to make an effort True. and then they have the retreats yeah. too we have to make an effort because I remember when I was single I was like I can't find anybody Ellie wanted her man to be um, um a robber because she wanted his man to come through her window and like because she wasn't going out she wanted to stay at home and find her man. In my defense, I just want to say that I did find my man, like, kind of similar to that. Like, he did come to my house. Like, you know, he did come to my house. So, it does work out like that. Don't take your <laughs> Long story short. Don't take your Don't, yeah. Don't stay home and think you're going to find your man. Cause you're not. I was about to say story time. <laughs> That's story time for another day. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay yeah, tuned. so yeah, don't do that. At least just a one in a million case situation. You're not going to find your man staying at home and hope, hope he's going to peek through the... That's, I hope you wouldn't want your man that a, way. It won't. It, it won't. won't. We'll take a quick pause. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Um, damn, I really forgot my point. Damn, it was a good point. I had my pastor energy on, but go ahead. I felt like it was going to be a good point. Find it. Bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come oh, back. I hope so. All right. I hope. Okay. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, uh, I said this episode way, way back, but I also feel like, and this may be harsh, and I want to know if you've ever had this experience where you have to tell someone this. I feel like if you're dating, you can't be boring. Like, I just feel like, I always say in the sense, no, in the sense of like this, if I were to introduce myself, and when I talk about myself, if I was my uh, a guy, would I be interested in what I'm saying? You know what I mean? If I were to date myself, do I find myself interesting enough to hold a conversation? And if you don't think you would, then you need to change that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's like, if, like you're not, when you practice um, mock interviews for a job, you practice what you're going to say because you want to say, like, yo, if I'm saying this as a person who's hiring, would I be interested in myself as an employee? Right, right. If I'm a man, would I be interested in myself as a girlfriend? You know what's crazy? You're the second girl that I heard that went on a date and she's like, that man was boring. Oh, yeah, I had that situation. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, here's the thing. Boring to me may be exciting to someone else. Granted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like the type of person you're, you want to attract, yes. you need to really figure out, am I exciting? The type of man that I want is it really reachable with my personality? I think yeah. that's a, and I think we we often people, not even women or men, just people in general, we don't we we think we're the catch, especially when we think we're the prize. Sometimes we're not. Mm. Sometimes we're not the prize to that specific person, or sometimes we need to be the type of like what we said. We want a man with this, this, and this. Mm. To be honest, if I don't have a job and I'm comfortable with that. I am making minimum wage and I'm comfortable with that. And I'm comfortable where I am. But I want a man who has a master's degree, is making six figures. And then why do I... It can happen. It can happen. But why do I think someone of that caliber 
would be interested in someone with me with no drive, with no motivation. Mm. You know what I mean? And I feel like sometimes we don't we don't take a hard look at ourselves, and that's needed. But you see, this is why I think it's not that I think sometimes people are boring. I think that it's sometimes people don't know how to talk on a date. Practice. The same way people don't know how to talk on interviews. Interviews. Yeah. The same way practice. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. Um, I like this. I like this. Like, yeah. tell me more about what you like. Be a little more interesting. Yeah. Like, talk, you're selling yourself. To be honest, you are selling yourself. You are selling yourself. You are selling. You want that person to like you at the end of the day. You want, like, the same way when you're in a job interview, you want that job to like you. You want the person, the person, like, especially on the day, oh, like, so tell me something weird about yourself. Me, personally, I have a fear of dinosaurs. They don't exist, but I have a fear of dinosaurs. <laughs> you see, if I was your date, And you're going to ask, you're going to look at me weird. You're going to be like, why? I'm going to get into my store. And it's like, there you go. Give and take. You know what I mean? Like, don't just be like, okay, something weird. I don't like bananas. What is he going to say about that? Yeah. Okay. And, okay, great for you. Like, you know what I mean? You really got to know yourself and know how to present yourself in the best way. Yes. And I feel like a lot of people don't know how to do that. So what are some tips for dating? Like when you're going out, like what are some tips? How do you have a convo? So I, I'm going to be very transparent. That used to be me. I used to never know how to, to sell myself, explain myself, interviews, dating, whatever it is. Um, one of the things that my therapist helped me with was to do the research. And before before even doing the research, my um, I apologize was being more comfortable within myself and knowing what my strengths yes. are, you know, and working on those and going with that. So once you, you do that, and then it might sound trivial, but I, I know that it definitely works if you're doing it wholeheartedly. Role play, okay. role play, you know, you're, you're practicing. Granted, you may not be asked the same exact questions yeah. on the date, but there's going to be questions that sound similar that you're going to have um, not necessarily an answer mm-hmm. for, but you're going to remember, hey, I went through this through training. So now I have some kind of answer I can formulate to make into this question that was asked of me, you know. So that's one thing that I did. I thought that was very helpful. That's something that I did in my sessions as well. And they thought that it was very helpful. It does not work if your heart is not all the way in it. So don't even try to do it if you're not going to be 100% full go. Um, another thing is... I, I, no, the biggest thing, honestly, legit, is being more confident within yeah. yourself. That's the biggest that, thing, that's I really think. It. That's the key. That's, and I feel like, honestly, a lot of men are not. If they, like, no, but the thing is, some are. Because here's, I always say, women are able to give a little bit more give with what they want than men. I personally feel like if you're not necessarily, you don't have A, B, or C. But you have this confidence and this personality, it makes up for all of that. So a lot of men get the woman of their dreams because of their personality. They're confident, like, yo, I deserve her. I have this, I have this, I'm gonna but versus a lot of women, I feel like we're less confident than men, to be honest. And it's just kinda like we can get that man of our dreams even though we don't meet everything he wants, but mm-hmm. we know we're missing something and we let that show. Yeah. A lot of women are, are not confident. And I, yeah, that's a big that's a big point. Yeah, sure. you definitely have to be confident when going on dates. And I think I think in the past what I've done is I, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable talking to people. When I go on dates, I just I was I used to think to myself, this is just a guy. This is the guy's one of your guy friends. Mm-hmm. I have guy friends, I'm just like, just talk to them like it's anything, catch, you know, talk about I don't know, sports or whatever you mm-hmm. feel like you I would talk with my guy friends. Mm-hmm. And 
most of my dates went well. Yeah. And I my only problem with guys when I went on dates with them is that I felt like they weren't their true self. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were hiding their, like, I don't know, they were, like, hiding behind the person that they actually really want to be mm-hmm. in front of you. And just, like, tell me about what you were, like, I asked deep questions. So I'm just, like, tell me more. Like, it was more of, like, they could be uncomfortable because they don't know you that well, too. Because right. there's a certain level of deep I feel like you can only go yeah, through not, on first date. Right, not too deep. But mm-hmm. it's just like, it was that surface, like, I couldn't... The surface really, level answer. Yeah, the surface level answer where I'm like, True. you know, I could not see... I, most of the dates I went on, I could not see a future. Mm-hmm. Like, the answers I was asking, the answers being answered, the yeah. question... It was, the, it was just not... Even though we say practice like an interview, it's not an interview. Be it's yourself. Be yourself. Don't be like... Like, you know, laugh. Yeah. Crack a smile. It's okay. It's okay. Another thing about that, too, and Ali, I think you made a very good point, and people are not going to like this, but individuals, well, because we were talking about men, men are typically shy on the first mm-hmm. date. So there's going to be certain men that you're talking to on that first date that you're, you're kind of like pulling teeth mm-hmm. in a sense, right? But if the date actually did go well, you just wanted to know a little bit more of them, I challenge those individuals to take to go on a second date. That second date is usually way better than the first one because now they've built a little bit of something yeah. with you. They feel a little bit more comfortable and they may be able to give you a little bit more of the um, answers to the questions that you're giving. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always say, second three date, man. I'm like, I'm going to give you some tries to really see. And then after that, after date number three, if it's not, I'm like, all right. All right, NASA. You know, it's nice, nice to know. Go. Yeah. We don't want to waste each other's time. We don't want to. We don't want to waste each other's time. All right, we're going to dive into a little more questions. Um, so I know in different scenarios, a lot of, I can say a lot of girls go through this because I've always only heard girl side of this, but I want to get into the topic of situationships. I don't know if you have any, a lot of your clients come to you and talk about situationships. What I hear a lot of girls go through is that they fall into these situationships, but what they really wanted was a relationship. And most of these girls stay around because they want this situationship to turn into a relationship. What are your thoughts about situationships? And what are your tips and advice for any, it could be an, um, it could be men too, because I, I haven't heard a lot of men in situationships. Uh, men and women. Well, complaining about complaining them. About, they want the situation. They want the situation. Right. Yeah. And what are your tips? The, the main the main answer when girls are like, yeah, I'm looking for a relationship. And the guy goes, well, I ain't looking for anything serious. What is, is that a red flag for girls? Should they just run, run away or give it a chance and hope and pray that he changes his mind and then get heartbroken at the end, even though it's not his fault. Should she definitely leave the moment he says, I ain't looking for a relationship. See, and I'm so happy that you guys brought this question up. So I have the opportunity to say, People need to stop making up stories. People need to take exactly what was said and call it a day. I literally, I literally just had a client that we just ended our sessions. Um, she thought that at the end, okay, so he was some some kind of coach or something of this nature. And after the end of the season, he said that he was going to give her more attention and all these things, okay. And they had great conversation, all these things, great sex, all that good stuff. But the thing was. He was finally honest at the end and said that he had somebody else on the side and he just didn't want anything serious. But granted, yes, that's sad and everything. Um, but he said this already to her in the beginning. Oh. She chose to okay. overlook it. She chose to overlook honest. it. So 
she, he was honest. He was definitely honest. Is it still fucked up? Yes, I believe it's yeah. still fucked up. But the thing was, again, taking accountability as well, this was something that he said yeah, to you. Yeah. You chose to stay. You thought that things were going to change, and you thought that you guys were going to eventually get into a relationship, you know? But you're not applying pressure. You're not asking him to stop doing what he's right. doing. You know, you might feel weird asking him to stop. I don't know. But, and the, the third thing, again, you're making up stories. When the season is over, we're going to get into a relationship. We're going to make this work and all that stuff. No. So the number one thing I would say is stop making up stories. Number two, what you're said, what you're told up front, don't try to change it and, like, make a mixed drink with it. No, take it straight. That's exactly what was said. Straight, no chaser. Chaser. Wow. Yes. Wow. You know. And then it's hard, it's hard to go down. Yeah. It's hard a lot of times. That's why I say all the time when I hear these stories, I'm just like, a lot of times you cannot be upset with the guys that are honest. You have to hold yourself accountable. You have to hold yourself accountable and look back and be like, damn, I played myself. He didn't play me, but I played myself. I allowed this to go this far, and he on the whole time he was being honest with me. So my question is, and I know every individual is different, but let's just talk generally. Mm. As a man, number one, as someone who's married, and as relationship and dating advisor, how long? How long? She Should coming. a woman wait before being officially asked to be in a relationship? How long should a woman wait? And how long should a man wait? Women are asking nowadays. No, we're not doing that. But we're not doing that. No, we're not asking men. How long should a woman wait before a man... Mind you, this is a situation where been talking, date, going out on dates, like, it's there. How long should a woman wait? It's the... <laughs> I don't think my, my hand is on my knee. Oh my god. All right, Tati, you're not gonna like my answer. Oh. Um I think it's very subjective. I think it's very subjective and it depends. Um, we're gonna, we're said, gonna dive into it a little bit, but go ahead. Okay. So I know that you said that everything's already there, right? But when when I hear that, and please correct me if I'm not on the same train mm-hmm. of thought as you. So when everything's there, that tells me that there's already been time invested in this this is not just a month no, no, or two time. months there's 365 days oh. that's so oh. long that's oh. like how long i i think a year is too long to know if you want to get into a relationship okay. with somebody because what what are you doing for that whole entire okay, year so then what, what would you think you know? generally is a time frame i think generally i think the five to like eight month mark i think that's a great yeah. space yeah i said the same thing. i agree because the beginning first two months y'all really getting to know each other yeah don't really count. you may be not exclusive yet you're dating other people understandably then you yeah. get to the exclusive then you got to see how the exclusive is working out and then boom you're my girl or you're my guy okay that's what i want to know agreed agreed like five to eight months we are in a generation where a lot of men are like you know, let's see the vibe. Everyone loves this word, let's, vibe. No, 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 no. It's let's see where things go. Yo, we're let's just like, vibing right now. We're just like, chilling right now. Or like, I see a future with you. We just got you. What are we doing? What, what are, are we doing? doing? 
Like, why are you wasting my time? Because I can find someone else who wants me, and then within six months, we'll be in that relationship. A lot of of times what's happening to these girls are in these situationships is that they don't even see the guys that are even checking for them. Let me tell you right now. They're blinded. (laughs) The girls who are not loyal with the title are the most loyal girls Oh my gosh. Yeah, the non-girlfriends are the most loyal than the the girlfriends. The most loyal. So, it's like, you're blocking your blessing. Because you're not seeing A, B, and C trying to court you because Z is over here holding you hostage. Yeah. You're, you kidnapped me. <laughs> I'm kidnapped. I'm kidnapped. I'm holding against my will. I'm here against my will because you're promising something and I still don't see it, but yeah. I'm still holding on. Yeah. I don't like it. So thank you. I think that's an appropriate amount of I time. Think, I think there needs to be a level of honesty. Yes. I think yes. If after eight months, you know, we're not moving forward. What's going on? Like, what are we doing? Also, I have another question. What is going on? What are we doing? And I think as a woman, I think if you want something after that eight month and nothing's happening, I think it's time for you to put your feet down and be like, all right, I I'm, want, I'm, I'm, I wanted a relationship. Speak up. But I don't want to give of- you an ultimatum because then I'm going to feel like you're forced. That's another thing. I'm not going to put a man because mm-hmm. here's this is what I was going to say. I believe if a man wants you, you don't have to. See you anything. will know, and he will have you. Yes. So now I feel like women are being put in this position where, okay, well, if you don't, pick if me. it's been this long, I'm gonna leave, and then the guy's like, okay, okay, fine, we can be in a relationship. I give you. I might as well get on down on one knee and propose mm. because you didn't really do this. I did. It's like no. So at this point, should you even say anything? And then these are the men that want me to submit. <laughs> I had to ask myself to be your girlfriend. But yet you want me to submit. Right. How does that... <laughs> it, it don't make sense, pal. It don't make sense. It don't make sense to us. It don't, don't make sense. But I'm happy as a man, you see it doesn't make sense either. Because so they gaslight us and think we're crazy. At this point, should you even bring this up? Should you yeah. even say anything? Because like Tati says, it's ultimatum. It's just like, it's giving I, much force. Forceful. And like, oh, how, you made me want to be in this relationship. And then he's going to throw it in your face. Like, I didn't even want to do this. I did this because you... Like, yeah, how... How often can a woman bring this up before she feels as though she's forcing him to do something he doesn't want to do? I think along the way, you guys can have these little conversations that are definitely big picture conversations. So I, for me, honestly, as a man, I don't mind a woman applying a little bit of pressure. And I mean a little bit, not an ultimatum or anything like that, but more like a, um, this is just a quick example, you know, I've been talking to you for X amount of months now. You know, I love the vibe. I love how we're doing things like that. I love how you make me feel. All these things. No surface level shit. Deep shit. Now, um, I'm very interested in knowing where you feel like this can go kind of thing. And hopefully, as a man, he gives you a very good response, you know. And then judging from that response, you can choose to either continue to go or be like, okay, well, his answer wasn't really good enough for me. I'm not really sure. I'm still left in limbo, you know, um, so I'm not sure what to do. So, again, we're on the the topic of listening to what the individual is actually mm-hmm. saying, you know. If he says any of those red flag words, you know, just time, for example, um, not ready for a relationship after five, eight months, um, which does not make sense to me. Um, you know, I, I need to figure myself out, which you could have said within the first mm-hmm. month. Anyways um you know all these things and the thing is sometimes they're giving you those answers because they're they're afraid of commitment but maybe they didn't know that they're afraid of commitment they're trying they're figuring they're figuring this out 
maybe they like their situationship. I hate situationships, just yeah. to say. Um, I think they're a waste of time, especially when there's somebody that's very invested yeah. in it. Time is not you know? wasted. No. I'll give you a quick example, too. Um, so when I was courting my wife, we were talking. So when I was courting her, um, so we started January 2014. So February, March, April, May. So four months had went by, right? And she gave me that conversation. Now, me as an individual, and I hope a lot of men can relate to this, I am a deep thinker. And I like to have these types of conversations. So number one, I love the fact that she brought this conversation mm -hmm. up. It lets me know what she wants, where she sees us in the future. And I can now add to the conversation and say, I see the same thing too, or, you know, whatever it is, call it a day kind of thing. So in a sense, she applied pressure, but it wasn't an ultimatum or anything like that. It's just, you have me right here. I am ready, you know, but I still took my time. Um, <laughs> but it's only right. Yeah, you know, but it was in a respectful, respectful manner because I kept her posted the whole yeah. entire time. Now, when the six-month mark finally hit, that's when I popped it. And I was just like, listen, you know, we've been doing this for a while. I love the way you make me feel, and I definitely see a future with you. I want to continue to explore this journey with you. Will you be my girlfriend kind of thing? And she was jumping up and down. She was ecstatic, you know, all that good stuff, you know, a whole bunch of years later. Um, that, and I think it's smart what you said. You still took your time because I also feel like if the minute she brought that conversation and then a week after you asked her, she may have thought, is she is he only doing it because I asked? So it's, it's still good to like not rush into it yeah. right after the conversation, but give yourself time to think about it. See, that's where you really want to go. And then boom two months after you had that yeah. and you asked her a lot of guys do not ask now will you be my girlfriend are we not asking anymore? they just assume that you know and i think like that gray area is where girls get caught up because number one you're either the type of girl that's like you said you're going to be loyal to a man who never claimed you yep. or number two your whole life you're release release all the loyal wives out here without the title exactly release Exactly. Yes. At least the Lord. Or that you're still doing you appropriately because he never asked you, but then when he finds out, he gets mad. But it's like, you never vocalized what I was to you. Right. Us dating exclusively, to me, that's still different than I am your girlfriend. We're taking this time to focus on ourselves. But until you ask me, well, technically, I'm single till we're married, really. But loyalty in terms of no one else is around, because I'm not me, doing that until you're I'm your girlfriend. Let, let me be honest. Dating exclusively, right? If a man, I'm out, I'm at the market, a man comes up to me and be like, hi, how are you? Like, you know, what do I, I do with What that? do I do with that? Am I, am I, I'm, I'm single. Yeah. I am single. Are you single? Yeah, I'm single, but I'm dating exclusively. exclusively. That is also great. It doesn't like that dating exclusively. That, that can only last You're for so long. Sis. That can, can only last for so long. Sis, you can miss your whole husband. Like, what are we doing? What, what are we doing with dating exclusively? I need, I need, I need ask questions. <laughs> have it written because last thing we want is these guys out here making me seem like they have amnesia. You know what it is? These guys are acting like Urban Dictionary when we're acting like Webster. Mm. In Webster, there's relationship. Urban Dictionary, there's situationship. Right. We're on two different Ugh. languages, two different. That is a quote. 
quote that out of Webster, your urban dictionary. That is a the cool. communication. It's just not it's there. Not there. And that's why I say, ladies, it's when you are in a, if you decide to be in a situation, if you decide to be in one of those dating exclusively, make sure that you have a hold on yourself on knowing when it's time, like your wife did, stand up, ask yeah. those questions. Don't just be mm, yeah, I'm just going to let him decide. No. Ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Ask more questions if you have to. Where do you see us in five more years? Where do you see us in ten more years? If he can't answer those for you, honey, you know the answer. Or like, by it's the end of the walk. year, do you see us, still see us dating only? Dating exclusive with no advancement? Because then that just tells you what it is. And then, boom. You, you, you act appropriately. Act appropriately. You go 90, I go 90. I always <laughs> say that. You know, I'm matching you. Right. Wow, this episode was like 30 minutes. It went way longer than that. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I have, I have so much more questions. I know. But I know that there has to be now a part two. Yes. And I know that we're going to have so many DMs. Yeah. Because girls already come to us and they're like, yeah, I try to get advice. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is an episode past due. Yes. And I can't wait to have another part two. And yes. thank you so much, Val, for coming on this episode. We appreciate um, We you. appreciate it so much. You have shed so much light. Lights. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode. He gave me hope. Ladies, I hope this gives you hope. There is hope. Because we get gaslit a lot as women thinking we're crazy for expecting these things. And here's no. a man who literally studies this, who this is what he does and is married and is a black man, and here yeah. we are. I have actually have one last question for you. How did you know your wife was the one? I love this question. <laughs> it's just, I love asking, man. My, my um, cousin-in-law, he always told me, he's like, young single girls, or if you're dating, always ask married men for advice. Always ask married men for advice. And every time I find a married man, I'm like, okay, so how'd you know she was the one? Yeah. So how'd you? And I try to get tips. So how did you know your wife was the one? So one of the major things is what you guys touched on way earlier in the episode, which is she created a safe space oh. for me. She created that, number one. And I, I, she created it, and she kept maintaining it. She kept um, nurturing it kind of thing, you know, which in turn made me want to do the same exact thing yeah. for her um she made me want to be a better person she saw stuff in me that granted i did see in me but when you have somebody else that's just like nah you could do this let's go kind of thing they're lighting a fire under you like a very loving fire under you to do what you gotta do um there was that she provided me friendship which i'm very big on as a foundation um and she provided me a best friend you know Things are, that we do around each other, like people would just be like, "Y'all do that," and we're just like, "Yeah, like that's just us." It's very, we don't have to think about some of the things that that happen because it's just we're just so in tune with each other, we're just so in love with each other that it just built over the years. You know, we've been friends for now. It's been fourteen years we've been friends, and we've been dating since twenty fourteen. We got engaged in twenty seventeen, and we got married twenty nineteen. So that's another thing too. Like she makes me want to remember the journey that we've been on, where yes. we've been and where we are now because it's blossomed into something beautiful. I love it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Appreciate Thank you that. So much. And I hope to have you on another episode because yes. we have so much more questions. Yeah, we just hit the surface. We didn't yes. even get deep, deep, yeah. Deep, deep. Our next episode will be deeper, deeper. Yes. 
So thank you so much for joining. So our last segment for um for this episode is our Melon Monday. So this is the time for you to just tell everyone about yourself, where they can find you, and how you can help. Perfect. Uh, first and foremost, Eileen Tati, thank you so much for letting me do this. Thank you for having me on here. I truly do appreciate it. Um, Melon and Mondays. What's going on, everybody? My name is Val. Um, creator of Love Lessons by Val. What I aim to do is to help you guys cultivate the healthy dating and relationship life that you all deserve. Um, as I said at the beginning um, and throughout this episode, I also do sessions. I'm very big on these sessions, one-on-ones, solos, couples, understanding your dating scene, whatever it is, please feel free to DM me. Feel free to email me as well, lovelessonsbyval at gmail.com. I answer every single DM and i give very deep answers to questions that you guys ask now not all questions that you asked i will answer because i mean i do the sessions for a reason so there's that but i will also be respectful in finding a way to help you guys utilize whatever tip that i can give you to let you move forward until you're ready for a session um that's Alright, it. Click that like button, make sure you comment, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye, guys.